Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dietrich Davis, and this is episode number 19 of Wrestlers with Experience. Making Um, a tag is his main man, Mark Morell, a.k.a. Mark Knight. Make sure we be careful with the AKAs. Oh, damn, forgot about that. Yeah, (laughs) don't worry about it. Um... It's YouTube people. Their yeah. algorithm system is disrespectful, right. and I'm not feeling them. We, and don't be shocked if yeah. we just keep the video podcast on iTunes and Google Play only, because YouTube is getting they're getting out of control, and right. we're not going to spend this episode talking about that at all. Nah, um, we, we got business to, to attend to, so uh, we're going to talk about the top ten worst. Intercontinental champions of all time. So as we continue on in our journey, as because um, earlier in the week, in the middle of the week, we mm-hmm. did we did the. I best. think I'll drop these each day at a yeah, time. We did so. the best. We did the uh, uh, transitionals, and now we're doing the top ten worst. So these now, are people who should have never yeah. touched the belt. Oh man, the, yeah. their reign was oh, the worst. I don't give a fuck who loves their reign. It's over with. It's done for. So let, let's let's start the show immediately. Either we're gonna piss you off or you're gonna laugh your ass off. Right. And my list is not for the week, the week at heart. Not saying I'm doing shit on purpose. This is just how I really feel. Okay. Um, as a fan. So let's start off with you. Who's your number? T- your number ten. Ah, uh, this one is gonna be poetic justice. Roman Reigns. Okay. Fuck him. There's nothing more to say to it. Who's your number nine? Could we spend too much time talking about Roman in general? So who's it? Who's, fuck him. The who's British it? Bulldog is my number nine. Okay. I agree with you that he's one of the worst. He's actually somewhere on my list. Okay. And straight up and down, it was substance abuse. He went into the match against Brent in uh, SummerSlam. Didn't know where the hell he was. Didn't know where he was going. Didn't know what he was doing. Mind you, they gave them the main event in his part of town. Exactly. And yes, he was a draw, but he really didn't do nothing with the championship. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, thank his bro- thankfully, his brother-in-law carried the match like how he was always going to do in the first place because that's just how good Brett was. But Davey was not a great uh, intercontinental champion. No, I I can't disagree with you on that, and I'm never going to disagree with you on that. He's just, on paper, he looked phenomenal. As champion, he looked horrible. Exactly. So who would you bring in at your number eight? Jeff Hardy. Okay. He was pushed down our throats, honestly. I I mean, I respect Jeff. Jeff's whole career was pushed down our throats, with the exception of the world title. Yeah, I like Jeff, but it's like, come on, like, next. Right. Who's coming in at your number seven? Test. Mm. Mm. Definitely test. Okay. What's your reasons for that? It made no... Because he had a lot of potential. He had a lot of potential, but it was like... I like steroid tests better. It didn't make no sense. It didn't make no sense for him to be in that picture or even the U.S. title picture. But, I mean, it was what it was. Yeah, I mean, it And it, it was it was during the invasion angle, and, and the invasion era was just, like... What it was. It was full of shit. So, what it was. So, I mean, as Andrew Martin, the human being, great guy, don't know him from a can of paint, but as Intercontinental Champion, nah. So, who would you bring in? Who's Tess, your number seven? Tess is my number seven. Who's your number six? Drew McIntyre. 
And I'm gonna say we it, love you now, but hated you. I'm gonna say it in your face, Drew. You 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 sucked as Intercontinental Champion in your first your first run. I'm sorry. Next, who's number five? You might be pissed. Was off Drew at your me. number six? Yeah, Drew was my six. Who's your number five? Marty Jannetty. Okay. I don't like Marty Jannetty. Know how? Let's let's go on. Okay, number four, the Mountie. Okay. That was just dumb as hell, putting a strap on him in the first place. Next. <laughs> Number three. Albert. Explain Albert, because Albert in, in New Japan was considered one of the greatest draws, but in WWE, on both occasions of his career, they didn't know what to do with him. So explain to me in detail your reason for Albert. <sighs> because because of him, a lot of great talent is ciphering its way yeah, through lot, the NXT of, yeah, system. A lot of guys are, are and 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 also going to to become Japan. and he's creating future champions. He is. So this guy is still. But but as Intercontinental Champion, he just was boring. I didn't like the TNA um thing. Him and I didn't like him and Test as a tag team, and I really wasn't feeling the um. Him, X Pac, and uh, Just Incredible. I didn't really feel that. As Intercontinental Champion, it was like, when, where, how? It's forgettable. No one even remembers him being Intercontinental Champion. Wow. Right. He is on a forgotten list. Um, Who's coming in? Was, well, who was he? He was your number what? He was my number three. Yeah, sorry we're speeding through these people. Let's, we'll, let's slow it down for a second. Who's your number two? Santino Morella. Why? They went with him. He's not on my greatest list. But they trusted this motherfucker. Yeah, they with went the title. with him. They trusted him, and he, he won the title on his first night. He won the belt on his first night. Only, and let me say this, not to interrupt. Only one person has been successful winning the belt on their first night, and that was Paige. Okay. Other than that, that's not a gr- great way to do things. She did it. Edge did it. Carlito did it. Edge won the IC title on his first on night. One of his first nights. Yeah. You sure? Because I remember his at first- a house show. No, I'm talking about first night in the business oh, on the oh, main well roster. That, oh, no, no, remember, no, no, no. Okay, yeah, Remember, right, he right. did that shit on... They, he was supposed to be a fan that won the IC title. No, they brought him in as a surprise. But no, as, remember oh, he was yeah, a fan in the yeah, audience right, and yeah. then he won the title? Yeah, and I, I thought that shit was goofy. I never I mean, understood that. And it was hot off the heels of Vince um, losing to 45. Um, uh, um, uh, the Honorable President, 45, excuse me. The Honorable President, 45, WrestleMania, after he got his head shaved. Uh, Carlito came into the company way before that. Right. But whereas with um, Santino, he's sitting in the crowd. Uh, at when, at when, when Trump was wrestling, when Trump did the match at WWE? Right. Santino came in almost six years before that. Mm. Well, when they brought him up there, I mean, it was just such a big deal. But Because yeah, you, you're confusing me with the Trump thing. Well, it was when... It was Trump versus Vince. I remember WrestleMania. that. But Santino came into the company way before that. He was there before Lashley. No, they were there at the same time. No, I'm saying he was in the company before Bobby Lashley even joined the company. Well, but then, we're going into. I'm going. You, you break it down. Okay, Lashley took on took took on Umaga mm-hmm. with um Lash with Trump in Lashley's corner and Vince in Umaga's corner. Lashley beat Umaga. Meaning that Trump won the Battle of the Billionaires and Vince got his head shaved. Then right. the following night, uh, they did all this big deal, big deal, willing and dealing, whatever. No, it's yeah, they did all this big willing and dealing, whatever. And then 
uh, they called in Umaga to to you know you know Vince Vince ah uh, damn it Vince um cited a fan to have someone challenge Umaga for the belt, and it was Lashley that helped Santino Morello beat Umaga to win the title. All right, so La- Umaga came in in two thousand. Umaga, you hear me? He came in at as in, he came in in two thousand and seven as a part of three minute warning, and then they changed the gimmick around after he left. He went to all Japan, then he came back, repackaged. They repackaged him um, as Umaga and won the Intercontinental title. Yeah, so in the 2016, uh, in the April 16, 2007 episode of Raw, he was selected by Vince McMahon for Umaga. That's not, that's not the part I'm arguing with. Then Santino Morella scored an upset and won, and won the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm contesting. Um, This wasn't at WrestleMania, though. No, it was after Mania. Right, I thought you said he did it at Mania because he wasn't in the no, audience no, at Mania. He wasn't at the audience at Mania. Right, that's after, what you got. You mixed after, up a little. Okay, right, it was after that, and it was on a Monday Night Raw. So that's that's that right there. Right, and that was always a confusing. I just never understood it. Why do you just introduce him? But if you're gonna introduce someone as the, and you let me tell you why I won't say he's the worst because when he was running around with Beth Phoenix, that was some of his best work. That was really some of his best fucking work. Mm. Unfortunately. Uh, Beth would have made a bit better intercontinental champion was, than him. I, I think it was too much of a flip flop for me with him, from that transitioning from with. from babyface to heel. In all, it it was just dumb. And then him doing the 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 drag queen thing, the Miss WrestleMania. I hate when they do that to wrestlers. Don't don't train, do that shit to everyone else, but don't do that shit to him. Yeah. So and that, that's he, just what I think. But this motherfucker was entertaining as fuck. He held that comedic element down, which is a hard thing to do in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I know, and he did it. He did it with a science. He did. He too. did it with a science. And you didn't get upset when he was on the ring. No, you didn't get upset when he showed up in the show. And at one point, motherfuckers thought he was going to win the Royal Rumble. That's true. <laughs> and we was going with it, like, yes, we'll take him as champion. No, John Who's... Cena. This is when John Cena, anyone else but Cena, right? During those years. All right, what number did he come in at? Your number two? He's number two. Who's your number one? My number one, it's kind of uh, bittersweet with this one. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people love him. I know a lot of people respect him. I know a lot of people uh, feel like he's changing the game and he's making the the, the, the sport of professional wrestling better in North America. Uh, he's doing a lot of things right about now, and a lot of people saying that, He's the new anchor for the ship, but um, he's the new anchor. He's the new anchor for the ship. It's about Seth Rollins. No, not Seth. Who who are you talking about? I'm talking about Triple H. How was he the I worst think, intercontinental I, I, champion? I think that they H- ran with him and they and people bought tickets for him. I just think that he was the worst intercontinental champion of all time. That's just my. Now opinion. let me ask you: Are you trying to be controversial, or are you just are you, is that what you really think? Because Triple H is nowhere near that. I'm list. shooting. I just think that he was the worst Intercontinental Champion of all time. I thought that he was boring as fuck during that Blue Blood shit. I just think that he was just riding Shawn Michaels' coattails. I think that he... But he stepped right out of Shawn Michaels' coattails the moment Shawn left. Right, as soon as he left. And he, he had was the, Intercontinental Champion at that during that period. Right, but his, to me, that first one says it all. Nah, because then if you count the first one, then 
you got to take, then if you count the first one, then definitely Dolph Ziggler is the worst of all time. Now. But, <laughs> but you get what I'm saying? Like yeah, you but I, but you I, ha- but you I gotta just base, feel... Remember, this list is based off of every title win. Okay. But so I he just, doesn't I, have any bad title wins, really. I just personally think that he was just a lousy Intercontinental champion. That's just that. You know, that's just it. If it's creating controversy because I say that Triple H is lousy, he is. There might be some listeners out there that... Explain to me why you think Triple H is lousy. Because unfortunately, if it wasn't for Triple H, this company would be falling apart. That's true. But and the last... if it wasn't for Triple H putting titles on people's waists by dropping belts, even when he was... You got to remember, everyone in the company said when Triple H first came in, that was the man. That was one thing before he joined the clique, before he joined this. Everyone's universal decision was he got a little bit of an attitude, but he's the I, man. I, I just I just personally think that, you know, he's just a lousy Intercontinental champion. I think that... Um, How many reigns he had as IC champion? Let me had, look this shit. He had three. Let me look. Let, let's take... We, had, lady, he, he we're going to slow down for a second he, here. He had, three, he had three runs as Intercontinental champion, right? Uh... He beat Mark Merrill for his first. During his second one, he beat the look Rock. Who, and look who he lost it from. The worst one of the worst guys ever, Mark fucking Merrill. Right. He, he, uh, matter of fact, because Mr. Perfect helped him win the title in his, mm-hmm. first, in his first run. Then he beats The Rock in a ladder match at Madison Square Garden. One of the best Slam. matches of the night. And did you see that crowd pop for Triple H? Even though he blew his knee out, yeah. that crowd was in Triple H's corner, and he earned that that crowd's respect before going into that match. And then his last one, he beat Jeff Hardy. And that, and uh, hold on, and Triple H's last run was his greatest run. One, he stepped back with the two man power trip with him and Austin. Right, he stepped back. He fucking he he stepped all the way back. He won the IC belt. The belt got prestigious all of a moment because it was who going to beat H for that belt. Him and Steve Austin actually made, it was the last time titles meant something yeah. is when Steve Austin and Triple H had those belts. Now, during when that Jeff time Hardy too, beat him for that title, yeah. yo, it felt like an accomplishment, which puts him in that great right, category. It, it did. But I, I just personally felt that a guy like Triple H at that time, I just really wasn't feeling him. So is you not feeling him as an individual, not him as a champion? Not as as champion. I just didn't feel him as Intercontinental Champion. As World Heavyweight Champion, yeah. Actually, Triple H has four wins as Intercontinental Champion. Four runs? Yeah. Four reigns? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I'm, I'm, I'm only thinking three. That's how much I really just didn't... I got I got ex girlfriends who are fran- who are fans of Triple H, and I had just to enlighten so them on certain things. Making, which is this an ex wife or ex girlfriend? No, it's an ex girlfriend. She know I think you she know who she all is. your bad experiences nah, to a woman. It's that not you're bad it's in not your even life. really that. It's just I just personally just felt like Triple H sucked as Intercontinental Champion, bro. That's how I felt. That's all it. right, so it's a personal thing, not a realistic thing based off of nah. science of the business. So that's really just a personal. It's it's it's, it's an audible, bro. I'm calling this. We're not honoring that one. I'll let you. I, we're gonna leave his number one spot because right, he just man. made it about pissing contests and dick sizes. I just don't fucking like <laughs> Triple H. <laughs> he, does, he, he just he just made it about. Like, he just made I don't it like about. Intercontinental champion, bro. He, he, you know, Triple H pulled out a bigger dick, and you felt the way it seems like. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. It, it, I'm about. Let, let's let it stay on the list. It, Who's your three honorable mentions? My three honorable mentions. Because that's who you're gonna pick. I can't take that off your my list. My three honorable mentions: Ric Flair. Okay. 
Ric Flair does not need to be a secondary champion to nobody. But let me tell you something. That shit, when he had it, we didn't want to see him lose it. It was a feel-good moment, but I just didn't want to. I just didn't see him as Intercontinental Champion. I'm All sorry. Right. And who's the second? Um, uh, what honorable mention? My second honorable mention: the Road Dog Jesse James. I just think that the New Age Outlaws did not need to be in a singles run because they were lousy single. They were lousy as singles. They was greatest tag team, and but I see, just think again, that they they were just doing. It was at the time when the Attitude Era was hot potatoing the belt back and forth to everyone, and so and so and so and so. And like, listen, my you know grandmother. Road Dog's run was very successful. My grandmother could have been Intercontinental Champion. So let me ask you a Attitude question. Um, we're gonna go back to that Road Dog thing. Who's your third one? My third one, Ahmed Johnson. All right, we're not going to argue with you on that. But going back to Road Dog, I you just, shouldn't book you. I'm going to say something real, real. You should never have the book if you think a person should never be capable of being an independent, uh, independent of a team. Individual wrestler or whatever? Right. I think no, anyone who thinks like that, I don't think you should ever have the book to book. And I'm explaining to you why. Then Steve Austin should forever have been a tag team partner to Brian Pillman. They thought about they thought like that in WCW, and they potentially lost the person who saved the business, who probably kept them the person who kept WCW from taking the fuck over. Okay, you get what I'm saying? The person who capitalized, who Eric Bischoff saw the writing on the wall because that was Steve Austin. I just personally think that for me, like Road Dog just. He just didn't. It didn't fit him. I just. I don't. So I, don't I think know. you're doing things not based off of talent, but based off of it just you just not liking an individual, just, just not I to just, like him. I just didn't think he fits the mold being an Intercontinental Champion. I enjoyed him being Tag Team Champion, but I just. But when the company didn't let him change his gimmick, then they hindered to his Intercontinental run not going anywhere. I just think that the best thing for him when he became the Road Dog, which was a hundred times better than what he was doing as the Roadie, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm basing it I'm basing it on that, you know, right? I, re- I really am. I'm basing it on that because, like, to a certain degree, then you're really not giving him a fair shot. You know what I think? Truthfully, mm-hmm. I'll just say this, right? If Jeff Jarrett didn't chicken shit and leave, I think that if Road Dog would have beat Jeff Jarrett, then it would have been a different story. Right, but he popped the crowd every time. Which he does. He did not have bad matches. Which he, yeah, he no. He, he didn't have bad matches. Well, so the, you're, the you're, Armstrongs are good wrestlers. Right, so you're solely basing this as I don't like the guy and puts him on the I, list. I just, his first Intercontinental then, title run was But like, it's very dangerous to say that a piece of talent should not be singles when... That means you will. That means you will destroy the careers of half your roster because you're not saying they can run singly. You would destroy a whole promotion. You know that, right? Well, that's like seeing Seth Rollins not being outside of the, the Shield. Kevin Sullivan did it. Kevin Sullivan ruined uh, a good portion of WCW. Yeah. WCW's failure is not based off of. Eric Bischoff, WCW's failure is based off of simply AOL not wanting a wrestling company yeah. when they bought everything. Yeah, that's but true. But also, they didn't build homegrown talent except for Goldberg. Right. So And DDP. And, and, and that's it. And that was only because Dally was one of the boys. Believe it or not, Damon Dallas Page might be the real leader of the NWO. 
He brought the whole NWO in. He helped them book the NWO. Diamond Dallas Page on the low is the creator and leader of the, the of the eighty two weeks, the eighty three weeks. Mm. And my per, if you look at it, uh, business from a well, that's true. He did get, he did get Hall of Nash up back and he did the get heat. them and he got them the money and he got and you, you know it was a series of things. But long story right. short, but are you willing to not see a talent going beyond tag? Because I mean, you just don't like them, that's well, like that's like me not liking a dude because he's a pretty boy. Who let, the fuck if he's a pretty boy? Let me let me ask you this: Could you see? Uh, Barry Darso as world heavyweight champion. See, what you just did was try to pull an illusion trick. You bring up a wrestler who I didn't say he can't be. I didn't say Road Dogg could be world. I'm just saying. You can't say they should not be in a tag team. If Shawn Michaels was only looked like as a tag team, he, we don't get the great showstopper we get now. We only get these guys called the Rockers and never a kick through a window. Okay, and then the, the thing would be about, that would also equate to the same thing about Brett becoming champion. That would also yeah, be the so same way like... About, uh, like uh, Scott Steiner, but you have to you have to allow the talent to step out on their own because this show was about growing the talent to the next level. So what if Road Dog? What if Road Dog had more time? He might have been great. What if he didn't get injured? He might have been greater. At one point, motherfuckers was wanted Road Dog to win, was sl- wanted him to win the King of the Ring, and it was logical. But what he did he had do? the crowd? He was almost as popular as The Rock. But what did he do? During that time, who did they put the King of the Ring on? I don't remember who they. I think they put it on Billy. They put it on Billy Gunn. Right. And what did they do? What did they do for Billy Gunn? He didn't do nothing with it. Okay. But but the point is, you're trying to say, oh, it didn't work for him. The King of the Ring stopped working way after Austin. Of course. Way after it hit its high point. The last the last one. And that they treated something. the King of the Ring through Monday Night Raws instead yeah. of making it one full show. The last the last um, King of the Ring that meant something was Brock Lesnar. Right. And why did it mean anything? Look at who he beat. No, but who did he beat at the King of the Ring? Let's see. He beat. Damn. <laughs> he beat a lot of dudes. I know he Rob beat Hogan. Van Dam. He, yeah. Okay. RVD. RVD. So I know that he beat Hogan along the way, and he beat Hogan on 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 right. Raw. Right. And Hogan shouldn't even beat the. Hogan shouldn't have been even in that ship that King of the Ring tournament. You know what I'm saying? So it's. Yeah, that didn't work. But at the same time, the King of the Ring didn't work for Triple H at all either. It wasn't until years later and a total gimmick and presentation change. That boy, when he won that IC, when he won the, Billy Gunn won the King of the Ring, there was no gimmick change. Austin changed his gimmick the night of mm-hmm. with with that promo. Right. Um, Bret Hart, we knew his gimmick. He had grown from the tag team. Mm-hmm. Road Dog. If he would have won, it might have worked, but they didn't allow a gimmick change because of Vince's toilet humor. Right. Which Road Dog is the king of toilet humor next to... John Cena? No, 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 no. John Cena's not a toilet humor wrestler. No, but he does it in promos. Yeah, but do you, do you know the definition of toilet humor? Anything that's disgusting that but it is, it's dirty, sexual, and doesn't belong in front of a children's audience. Right. Toilet humor. Okay. John Cena really didn't kick toilet humor. He kicked, he imitated black culture. 
Yeah. Which is a gimmick Vince has been trying to get over for how long? <laughs> He's just the one who executed. Yeah. Um, it's like they're trying to build Roman to be this undertaker. And he's not. Good God, let's start talking about Roman. You know what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I, I see your point. I get what D. you're saying. That's what, I'm not trying to say you're wrong for what you're picking. I'm just saying you're basing it off of just not liking a person saying he shouldn't. He, if we say certain people shouldn't be tag teams, half of our greatest champions ever, if not Would all of our exist. greatest champions, came from tag teams that people thought they shouldn't be in tag, that people thought should stayed. Well, I'm just glad they, did, they didn't give Buff Bagwell. A um a singles run. Buff anyway. Bagwell moms probably would have had to call and negotiate the match. Um, <laughs> let's talk anyway, a, let's talk about your let's talk about your list. Let's right. get down to that. Okay. So number ten, Cody Rhodes. No matter how much success he has gained outside of it in WWE, the writing was always on the wall, and Cody just wasn't a good Intercontinental Champion. It felt like they were trying to go with the agenda of second generation superstars and third generation superstars. Okay. And it just didn't work. And to me, Cody comes in at a strong number ten. Damn. And I like Cody. I think he's one I think he has one of the best minds for the business. Mm -hmm. But they never allowed him to apply his mind to the work. And Cody does get credit because he spent his own money and got the old re re intercontinental title redone and he forced it on them. Because the old, because the cylinder one wasn't mine. I never liked it. I thought it was always. I think, ugly. I think everyone didn't like the the oval intercontinental belt. Yeah, it just was. It just was funny. It was weird. It was where it was, but that's that. My number nine, Pedro Morales. Okay, interesting. Um, I think that was an old way of thinking, and I think. Pat Patterson might have set the tone as the first Intercontinental Champion. He mm -hmm. damn sure is not the greatest. He damn sure is not the worst. But at that time, when a belt is new and introduced, like the Universal Championship, right, it be it gets to a point where you have to let it become fine tuned. It wasn't until Macho Man that this belt was labeled the Workhorse Championship, right, and um and that's thanks to Macho Man having. Uh, those guys to wrestle against to make that belt look amazing and, right. and step out. So Pedro Morales, he falls under that categories of not great wrestlers. Plus, he never turned over a good piece of talent. So Taz, I tell you. Um, so I want to go over to. I'm just saying. Okay. No, could, the Dudleys. The Dudleys were trained by Pedro, right? No. Um, you're talking about um, doggone it. What's my man's name from um. He has the school right here in Brooklyn. Yeah, you think you think of Pedro Morales? It's not him. You think Johnny Rods? Johnny Rods, yeah. Johnny Rods trained Taz. I'm sorry. Yeah, but Pedro Morales just I think he's he happened to be in the right place at the right time, and that was their way. I think that was still Vince's way of thinking international, and this is his first stages of the Hispanic holding. And I belt. think it was also a way of, of of Vince saying thank you for holding the title for Bruno, so they gave him the Intercontinental belt. I I give you that. I give you that. That I'll give you. Um, number eight, Randy Orton. Never had a good run as. I can agree champion. with you with that. I can definitely agree with you because I think Randy's a born wrestler. Fuck him too. I think he can deliver when he's ready. Right. And he still has one of the worst WrestleMania matches ever. Um, I'm not gonna spend too long on Randy. The writing is on the wall. It is what it is. Um, this is the one. You know, I know you brought in a tie, but I'm gonna put Umaga and Tess. Wow. But I'm going to lean towards Umaga because he just was never a good. If you can't get the belt around your waist, you shouldn't be champion. 
Makes sense. So Umaga, but Umaga, he didn't deliver. His promo system was limited, and he always had that manager with him, which was good. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it wasn't no Paul Heyman and Umaga. He seemed scary, but he Estrada. was also complete uh, uh, Amado Estrada, right? Yeah, Amado but Umaga Estrada. was always limited. Okay, okay. And his ability. Dodi, the boy can fly, the boy can flip, the boy can this. I think if him and his brother came in as like those Samoan monsters and they were two of them. Three minute one and they should have kept them like that or and, even did or, those. Like you said, I agree. Yeah, double the Amaga look and have them come in like that and then that would have been one of the good things. Right. Unfortunately, him and his brother are no longer with us. Right. Um, but it is what it is. I'm not disrespecting him because he's dead. I'm right. saying that he just wasn't a great intercontinental champion, and he would have made an even worse world champion if they pulled that trigger. Wow. His best match is with Bobby Lashley, and is based off of going through a fence. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a name that's not heard a lot. Ken Pantera. Oh, damn. Shouldn't even been in the WWE to begin with. But cr- the crazy thing about it is he was the second. He was the second one to hold the title. I think. I think he was the second man to hold the championship. Damn, that's that's kind of crazy right there. Okay, that. Oh, I told you I did my due diligence, baby. Oh shit! This is research. Ken yeah, Patera, yeah. world's strongest man, lousy Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, so he's <laughs> a what a fucking joke. Anyway, they should have just left it on Pat. My number five, Ezekiel Jackson, a guy who should have never been in the WWE. He looked phenomenal. He did better just being as a wrestler on Lucha Underground. Yeah. But Ezekiel Jackson, go fuck yourself all the way. I don't even think you should have let Vince put that title on you. Um, Number four, the Mountie. I agree with that. And we're just going to leave that where it's at. Number three, Marty Jannetty. Yeah. They we gave him the opportunity to run on his own. I think it was, let's see what he can do. It didn't work. And it, and it didn't work. And I think you could have did the let's see what he can do experiment without the title ever being put on him. Right. Um, big show. Every title he's ever held in history, he was horrible with. He was never a champion. They gave it to him. And this is what makes Andre the Giant greater than the big show, Only though, even though Andre the Giant was not as good as a wrestler. Um Big Show at that point didn't need titles. No. And if they would have kept titles off of Big Show and and he, saved it for one he big would win, be, he would be labeled as one of the greatest. Yeah, he would be he would be in that Andre status. Right. But the and the trick with Andre is you couldn't put belts on him because he wasn't dropping it. Right. And I think that that's the person WWE should have built the streak with and saved it till now, mm-hmm. or saved it to where you beat him and then the Undertaker. Right. But excuse me and. When you take it, when a big guy like that takes his L to Ray Mysterio, that wouldn't have been allowed. Yeah, or Daniel Bryan. Yeah, twenty years ago in the business, um, uh, Big Show was my number two. That's your number two. Who's your honorable mentions or your? Oh, my number one. Your number one. Okay, who's your number one? Which is really on my list, Honky Tonk Man. Okay, now, and let me explain to you why. Yes, there was no. I agree with the company. When you look at numbers and ratings, mm-hmm. he shouldn't have been champion. I'm not going to say he wasn't great to close out the show, the A shows, because Roman closes out the A shows. But the problem with the Honky Tonk Man is there was never a great story leading into him winning the title, and there was never a great story to him leading out of the title. Honky Tonk Man was a glorified placeholder, and I think they left the belt on him 
because Vince wasn't building superstars at the time and gimmicks wasn't appearing at the time. Right. So I had to think about that. That's you know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying he I think Honky Tonk Man is one of the greatest wrestlers in the business. I think he number one, ain't no one else getting over no Elvis gimmick the way he got right. it over. And, and think about his fuse. When too. he broke a guitar, he drew. Yeah. Unlike Jeff Jarrett. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. They spent money on it, but he had great matches. And I'm not saying you're wrong for putting him on the top ten greatest champions, but Business wise, I agree with Vince and them. That's not the dude that should have been the Intercontinental Champion. But when he had it, it worked. But to me, based off of business, I think he's the number one worst. Okay. Now my honorable mentions are very self-explanatory. Okay. Your boy Diesel. Yeah, I had to think about that real quick, and I was like, Yeah. No one drew during that period. All right. The company was surviving off of a name. Um, British Bulldog. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's why I had to agree with you on that one. Okay. <sighs> and unfortunately, I'm going to do this one time and one time only. Here we go. They're all equal in this category. Roman Reigns, Kane, and Marty Jannetty. Sheesh. <laughs> all men who should have been nowhere near the intercontinental title I just find it disrespectful I find it as a flagrant fucking foul <laughs> I find Kane was a one well, I gotta say Kane's one night as WWE champion has meant more than the title wins since after Wrestlemania mm-hmm. 2021 why Marty Jannetty we all know Marty didn't believe in there. Marty was supposed to be, Marty was their version of Dolph Ziggler. He was supposed Just to be the leader. Just eat the pins. Yeah. Just eat the pins and show up for your phenomenal bumps. That's what, you know who that is? That's Marty Jannetty reborn, Dolph Ziggler. Wow. And and to think that he was, I, I, see all, I saw like a Robert Gibson in a Marty Jannetty to a slight degree. <laughs> Look, Marty Jannetty didn't, didn't even see a Marty Jannetty. <laughs> okay and the situation with Kane Kane at one point was almost lost his character was bigger than titles yeah and when a character is bigger than titles you don't like, need to put a belt on him and what's gonna happen I'm a, my prediction people when they put a belt on Braun Strowman it's gonna be the saddest moment in history because you just realize he was marginalized mm. you wait and to, see that's something to think about that's wow something, yeah when, by the time they put a belt if they should have put a belt on him He's this. His WrestleMania should have been this WrestleMania. Hmm. Yeah, and well, he should have took down Brock. That's, that's or he should have been in a three way main event to help protect Bro- uh, protect Roman. Okay. So, um, and who was the other person I said? You said um, Kane. You said Kane. Marty. You Gennetti. said Marty Jannetty, and you said um, jeez. Uh as the three way. Well, well, I'm gonna leave it at. We forgot about them already. Oh Damn, well, that's horrible. We think you, you guys. Know, go ahead. What you about to say? I was about to say, ladies and gentlemen, just like how we did with our transitional and our best and our greatest. And make our sure greatest. you send us what you think is yeah. your top ten worst. We're talking the worst now. Like somebody that you know that you're gonna like go to the bathroom and not even come out towards their match. Think about that person who you wish they did not put that title on. Let us know what you think. Right. We want to compare notes. Yeah, so um, let me tell you guys, make sure you email us at uh, D, uh, Team DDOD, which stands for Dietrich Davis on Demand, Team DDOD at gmail.com. Word. 
Make sure that you send us any questions, any thoughts, any this, that, and the other. Make sure you download our other past uh, podcasts under the Dietrich Davis On Demand mm-hmm. platform, which is important. Nobody's with myself, Daisha Hicks, and uh, Justin Maloney. Wrestlers with Experience will be trying to deliver to you at least four to five episodes a week. We work around the clock on this. We, we eat, sleep, and breathe and think wrestling. Word. Um, even when we're not talking to you guys, we're we are talking always about talking about wrestling on a regular basis. Word. It's been a part of our lives. We're two guys who uh, enjoyed the wrestling business, was a part of the wrestling business, got out the do, wrestling man. business, and we love exactly, yeah, 100%. We love exactly what we do. So we got a lot of content coming from you. Coming to you. Right. So from us. From us. So bear with us. Understand it. Um, this is considered one of our gimmick episodes. This Word. is gimmick episode number five. Right. Even though this is episode number nineteen, if 19, I'm correct. That's right. So this is what work this is what working like this does for us. We get so like so caught up in it, man. It's like we we barely even remember. But we do it because it's passion. We have a passion for this thing, man. Right. So I want you guys to realize um, this, that, and the other. Enjoy our general show from this week. I was going to make it a WWE show, but I'm going to start merging the general show together where you're getting all the major topics because sometimes shit is just getting too hot. Word. Don't worry. Uh, we're not going to tell you what they are. We do have T-shirts coming soon. Mm-hmm. Um we're going to do them through YouTube and also through the uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. We're going to try our best to give you the best content possible. Yes. We know what people like to rush to do merchandise. We're not rushing to do anything. We want to make sure you get the right merchandise. Um, always remember once the YouTube channel is reestablished, after we hit 20,000 followers, we will be giving away a Nintendo Switch. You will be seeing our promotional ads mm-hmm. throughout your Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter platforms. And that's pretty much it. And I promise you guys... The Nintendo Switch that we give you guys, I'm not going to play it. It's brand new in the box. Don't worry, you guys. Anyway, I need him to stop doing that before we get a community strike. <laughs> thinking we're giving away used winnings, right? Which is illegal Word. under YouTube system. Anyway, um, keeping it 100. But you know, just yeah. keep supporting us, show us love, and 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 enjoy the journey, enjoy the ride, man. You guys are really going to love what we do. Right. Thank you so much. Peace.